welcome to Let's Talk MedTech. I'm Amanda Peterson, news editor at NDDI, and I'm pleased to introduce our guest speaker, Sandra Nagale, Director of Digital Health and Data Services at Boston Scientific. Sandra will be a keynote speaker at Biomed Digital, our virtual event taking place next week, November 4th and 5th. Hi, Sandra, how are you? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, so <laughs> we're here to talk about uh, digital health and uh, di digital innovations. And that's a pretty hot topic this year, especially with COVID-19, uh, which has clearly been a catalyst for opportunities in uh, the digital healthcare space. And I would love to hear your thoughts about um, how the di digital healthcare space has evolved over time, um, and especially how the pandemic has played a role in that evolution this year. Yes, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda, for this really good question. It's probably one of the most pressing questions we should be addressing right now. Um, is really how our world is changing because of the pandemic, and it's changing for good, right? Right. So, um, right, and and so. Um, Digital health was was here for a reason, right? Digital health started up because we needed to solve a lot of problems in healthcare and we understood that they could be solved with digital solutions and technologies. And so I think we were on a very good trajectory towards uh, an event that we didn't even anticipate ever in our in our in in our wildest dreams. And so the, the great thing about the fact that digital health was already evolving is that we were quite prepared to begin actually reacting in the pandemic, right? And so some examples for this are we had some technologies like wearables and ARVR. Uh, we already had, um, you know, 30 plus approved algorithms with the FDA. And we were starting to prove digital health value, even though healthcare inefficiencies and and, and needs are so difficult to solve, right? But um, we we kind of moved into this space of rapid innovation now. So everything that we had, we started building faster and evolving faster and also understanding that sometimes things, things don't need to be perfect. So for example, wearables maybe didn't have perfect you know, accuracy, but we can now use them or AR, VR, maybe wasn't demonstrated in a clinical study, but we can now use them to bridge the gaps of, um, you know, patients and physicians and their health, the healthcare team being far apart. That That is really the one of the biggest problems we need to solve because of the pandemic. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I understand that you are um, responsible for um, enabling the digital health studios at Boston Scientific. And I was really interested in hearing more about that program and um, the impact that it's had across the businesses at the company. Yes, absolutely. So the digital health studio was built with the intention to innovate and rapidly develop products for, of value for our users. And so we built it with that in mind, and we built it um, by combining three different types of, of principles and working systems, lean startup methodology, agile development, and user-centered approach, so user-centered design. And by building the studios this way, we actually are making sure that we build products very 
rapidly and we bring them in front of the users and we actually understand what the users need much more, much faster than we would have if we were to build um, incrementally and, and not getting a lot of advice or feedback from the users early on. Um, so the, and, and also the, the great example of the digital health studios are that they're, they're a startup inside our company. So they're all small teams that consist of product managers, designers, and engineers who act like a startup, but they have this luxury of being in a large company that's been developing uh, digital health and non-digital health, mostly devices, um, implantables and, and therapeutics and diagnostics that have been developed with high quality and, and healthcare compliance in mind. And so these teams are rapid and innovative, but they also enjoy the long-term um, you know, uh, of knowledge and expertise of our company. And so that's why it, make, it makes us very powerful uh, so that we can start addressing a lot of the important needs that are out there in healthcare. Um, and some of the examples, you know, if we kind of just marry the conversation around what's happening in healthcare now and what we need to address as agile, lean and user-centered teams, is there's there's a lot of um, changes that have been happening in terms of telehealth adoption, for example, right? And so we have examples like a product that's called Askanji that's been developed with one of these agile teams. And um, it addresses the fact that our representatives from our company are unable right now to visit the hospitals as they were used to. And so they're not able to provide all of the help to these hospitals in person. And so um, SKNG was a product that was already being um, validated and used for one of our products called NGOJet. Uh, so the reps could actually uh, support the hospitals at night when they couldn't travel there as fast for procedures that were happening at night, for example. And now this product, SKNG, it's an AR, uh, uh, augmented reality product, is used in so many different procedures and the, the use for remote procedures has quadrupled in just in April 2020. Uh, so th this is a good example of how our teams can very rapidly move into the, the space of innovation and um, rapid response in, in situations like COVID, COVID pandemic. And we have many, many more examples that I can share. Wow. Well, it's um, really interesting because one of the criticisms I'm sure you're aware of uh, with large medical device companies or really large companies in any industry is that the bigger they are, the um, less nimble they are, the, the harder it is to innovate or the longer it takes because there's a lot more, um, you know, red tape or whatever. And so this is a great example of a large company um finding a way to innovate like a startup, but also while leveraging the resources and the breadth that it has as a large company. Right, right. And I can say also, you know, we we understand how important compliance, quality, the regulatory, security, privacy, um, you know, compliance processes are. And we don't have to give up on those, though. We can always develop in an agile, lean manner incorporating those processes from the very beginning. And that's actually what we have done in the studios. 
they are not only um, you know agile startup type of teams. They also work in a compliant manner, and we're very proud of the processes that we put together. We've been working on those for many years now, and um, and, and we have definitely demonstrated that you can develop fast in a, in a compliant manner inside a large medical device company. Yeah, that's great. I wonder if you had any lessons learned that you might be able to share. Um, you've learned, uh, you've have so much uh, wonderful experience in this area, um, which of course is is why uh, you were invited to um, speak um, at the event next week. But um, just wondered if you have any lessons learned that you can share on um, innovating for um, and connecting with patients in a digital environment. Yes, let me just give an example, um, which we're really proud of. So, you know, um, there's a lot of hurdles and and the hurdles have been amplified with the COVID pandemic, right? Um, So our teams are really used to working um, in a manner where they can quickly pivot. And, And one of the stories that I can tell you is we were working on a different product and then the COVID pandemic hit and we started realizing that we have patients with pacemakers, implantable defibrillators, for example, that are in need of more help perhaps from us as a company. And so we started uh, looking at what data do we have that can help them further in this in this really difficult situation where they might be more prone to actually contracting COVID uh, because as you know, all of you know all the cardiovascular patients are at, are at risk, more at risk. And so we very quickly understood that we might have data that could be potentially indicative or uh, predictive or at least indicative of worsening um, um, within you know for the patients that that already have COVID. And so uh, pulled a very, very simple, um, product that's called the COVID heart study. It's very much like a digital clinical study where patients can actually come and um, sign up and provide some of their information around whether they have developed COVID or contracted COVID. And we can couple that with their data. And we're hoping that we might be able to uh, soon provide some algorithms that could help patients in the future. Um, who are contracting COVID or might be might be close to, um, you know, having an indication through their their sensors that they already have in their devices. So it's a very good example of how we can quickly make a difference. Um, at the same time, there are so many additional hurdles that we have and we need to solve. So, um, you know, from from bridging the patient and physician separation, which is continuing to be um, to be more of a problem, right? Uh, because of the situation we're in, um, and you know, um, in the past, integrating the new solutions into existing workflows has been always something that we needed to. It was a high bar, something that we needed to always resolve and design digital solutions for. Um, in the pandemic, it's even more difficult, right? So, um, integrating the solutions into workflows and ensuring that physicians can do this uh, far away from the patient and can get the right types of information and data to be able to support their clinical decision making are also things that we're going to have to be more mindful of solving and really 
incorporating into our processes when we are designing our products and really being close to the end user. Um, and then, you know, some of the some of the future winning solutions that we're looking forward to are going to be um, connecting everything, right? Connecting the devices, data, and artificial intelligence, and thinking of platforms or networks of solutions, the way we call them at Boston Scientific, not just point solutions in the future. So thinking about how are we going to be connecting everything for a patient journey, for example. And, and one of the examples that we are really proud of as well is the atrial space. Um, we're, we're leading in many of the implantable devices and treatments in the atrial fibrillation journey. And so our opportunity right now is to move a little bit earlier in the journey, perhaps, and helping this physical separation between the patient, hospital, and uh, the, the physician. The, so the, the patient and the hospital and the physician, and um, finding ways to help, perhaps, some education, early decision making between the patient and physician. For example, they're going to be needing more data to support their decision making on whether a patient needs to go into the ER or needing some more education around the journey where the patient and physician need to, con to consider different types of treatments or um, reimbursement and different steps where you know, digital technologies really can provide unprecedented solutions that we never even thought we would have because we're separating them. Um, and so, so the list goes on, but I'll just close with one thought. Um, you know, one of the biggest issues that we have right now is the, the health equity barriers and the racial disparities that are really coming out as a big, under, you know, a, a big revelation uh, because of the COVID pandemic. We have learned how much of this is a problem, more than we had ever anticipated it would be or, or knew it would be before the pandemic. And so it's you know, maybe a silver lining that we are more aware and thinking about the fact that we need to be more um, more considerate uh, when we are developing our products in the future and running clinical trials in the future. And and I'm proud to say that as a company, we've done a lot in this space already. Uh, we've had, you know, more than a decade, um, more than a decade of thinking about how we can improve um, representation of minority populations in clinical studies for our devices. And now we're starting to think about how we might be able to do this for digital health solutions as well. So uh, bridging gaps with technology and not creating larger gaps with technology, for example, and bringing um, awareness of health equity as a front and center every time we are developing new products for digital health. So that's probably going to be a bit of our future um, moving forward. That's an excellent point. And yes, I have actually been talking uh, with some of your colleagues and following closely the uh, evolution of the uh, of Boston Scientific's Close the Gap program. And yes. that's been a really, really exciting uh, uh, journey to, to watch. And um, I'm really, really glad to see the company taking a lead in this area. And I think you're right. Um, as unfortunate as all of um, the disparities are, um, the silver lining is that uh, we can do something about it now. <laughs> you know, the industry That's right. yeah. industry can no longer bury its head or turn, turn the other way or pretend it's not happening. It's like right. 
you know, it's, it's, we've got the numbers and the evidence. Um, so it's great to see companies stepping up and, um, and taking this head on. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. And, um, it's, um, interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward, uh, very much looking forward to your keynote at the, uh, Biomed Digital Virtual Conference. And, uh, and is there any, Thing I just wanted to ask, I think you've answered all of my specific questions, but um, I always like to um, give our uh, guests a chance to add anything that they may not have, um, that I might not have asked specifically or um, any closing thoughts. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let me leave you with closing thoughts and, you know, really what I think we should be striving the most for. And it's, it's a little bit of a recap of what I, I just said. It's really, you know, we we have realized that the healthcare hurdles have been amplified and complicated by the pandemic, but unveiled um, as amazing opportunities for us to be developing the right products to be delivered at the right time to the right people in the right manners, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so, so we we have worked really hard on ensuring that digital health solves problems in healthcare. We're all passionate, you know, the digital health community is all passionate behind this. Um, but and, and also I would remind everyone that we know how to solve these problems because we have many years of experience now. We know how to how to start, how to move fast, iterate and provide value rapidly. So with no shortage of problems to solve. Uh, my message is let's just keep going and keep using what we know works best and um, and, and solving one problem at a time and really transforming, you know, everything that healthcare has become and more um, in terms of the, the big hurdle, but amazing opportunity. And I'm just excited about what we're going to be seeing in, you know, what we've already seen in just the last months and, and what we're going to be seeing in the next years. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, following along uh, as you guys develop, um, continue developing in this area. Yeah, thank you, Amanda. It was really, really a pleasure to talk to you today. Yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to you as well, Sandra. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's really, uh, really been an interesting conversation, and I am very much looking forward to hearing more um, at uh, during your keynote. Thank you. Thank you. Same. Same. Sandra will deliver a keynote next Thursday at Biomed Digital in the keynote session, The Wave of Digital Health, the Merge from Commercial Tech to Healthcare. Also at Biomed Digital, you can hear from over 50 biomed experts discussing 3D printing, digital health, robotics and medtech, and more. And you can visit suppliers on the virtual show floor. Visit www.biomeddevicesanjose.com to learn more and to register.